3: with Conair Girl Bomb available at Walgreens. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History class. Let's go places. The Around the NFL
2: podcast is 25% vegetarian, but 100% meaty.
0: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Overflowing with heroes. (laughs) Heroes here and heroes on the way. Mm. Mark (laughs) Sessler. Chris Wessling, Greg Rosenthal, and Lindsay Rhodes.
2: Hey Hilly! Back hey. for your Emmy Reel. What, what? I'm just glad Sessler's here and not driving to Costa Rica because I sort of was <laughs> under the impression yesterday. Was that yesterday? <laughs>
4: Speak for yourself.
2: That you were.
4: What happened? I know that I know that Dan t- no longer follows the, me on Twitter, the, so the tweet <laughs> It's a decision everybody's gotta make. Uh it's a tweet. You're referring to a tweet, Lindsay. Yes. Mark made yesterday. He
2: tweeted something like 70 hours and he'd like routed the drive from here to Costa Rica, which confused mm-hmm. some people that I was with who thought Costa Rica was an island, by the way. Bad job by them. When yeah, I received yeah. that information. Adults, yeah. uh, nice geography. They, they were adults. I'm not going to out them. Hey. But. Um, yeah, so I thought you were literally making the 70-hour trek to Costa Rica in your car with your family, Uh-oh. and I was well, wondering why you got so much vacation time. Yeah, well, tweets.
1: don't have the vacation time, would not have been able to take the family, would not have gotten clearance to go with the fa- by myself on any level, no, from the employer or the home front.
4: I read this tweet differently. It says, roughly 70 hours to drive to Costa Rica and vanish. I, in this scenario, I don't think the family's involved. At no point did I think the family was involved. <laughs> no, of course not.
2: He wouldn't vanish without his family. What's wrong? I, I what would you tell them? them. I would tell them. Where he I loves am. them.
0: You would tell them. That's right. You would tell them where <laughs> you were.
2: <laughs> I would tell them. He would
0: yeah. vanish from his family.
2: That's amazing. At least it's not just a picture of blue. All <laughs> oh, right, Fair enough. <laughs> well,
0: that's true too, Lindsay. You're back on the show. Hi. Isn't that great? It's been a while, uh, Lindsay. Of course. I like to call her the co-face <laughs> of the NFL Network. I don't care. You could disagree or agree, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Because Lindsey, along with Dan Helley, uh, another friend of the show, co-host the flagship program of NFL Network, Total Access, Monday through Saturday, <laughs> like 5 o'clock Eastern. <laughs>
2: Like roughly, like roughly five <laughs> o'clock Eastern or seven, seven o'clock Eastern is Excuse- when yeah. it's on.
0: Excuse me, I'm in Pacific and I got that wrong. You
2: said too. like, so it was in that, you know, area. give, take
0: seven o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Pacific. There you go. There you go. We're flying. Uh, so, Lindsay, uh, happy to have her with us today. Big show. Big. When's the last time you were here, Lindsay?
2: It's I think. In I've a minute. It's been a very long time. It was
1: deep in the off season last it year. It
2: was yep. right. I yeah. The whole season we went. Yep. Oh,
1: there's a whole hierarchy.
2: How did I stay away?
0: Within <laughs> NFL media,
1: lack of need to be on the show on your part. <laughs> <laughs> Start there. A real job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a hierarchy, and Lindsay is above us. Lindsay. That is, is not true. She's true talent. She is on the on the big show, as I, as I alluded to, and during the season, it's like. We were smart. We did, we knew not even to, like, approach you because, you know, Lindsay was going to say, no, no, no. What you, what you-?
2: Wait until I make eye contact with you? <laughs> yeah. We, so we You, just you said, now have permission. You may speak.
0: Uh, there's a whole hierarchy. I don't know where do we fit ever. in. We're, like, in the middle. We're, like, in the I'll middle. I'll tell you of where
2: we you are. You guys are all over the tube these days.
1: Well, we just were listening to the studio people behind the scenes doing a sound check for us, mm-hmm. and we were referred <laughs> to we as the podcast bozos. So I think that tells you where we where we are. We got... And it didn't seem like. a... Did they know uh, that
2: you could hear that? It
1: wasn't a joke. It could have been, but no, I, don't I think, think so. they knew. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think. It was I don't a joke.
2: think they knew.
0: I, I think that that's that again speaks to where we are. I'm going to find that person and don't, Dan, has, hunt them. Dan
2: has on his notes written down and underlined bozos. Yeah, I was going to hit that. <laughs> so he ad- made note know. of that <laughs> as well.
0: There was They're also on the radar. There was also a shadowy league figure. I think we brought it up on this podcast that we heard a a uh, a note. You know, the note. You get notes. Everyone gets notes on camera. People about you know. Do this better, do this worse. It would be weird for them to say do, do this, this
2: worse. Work. Please Be please <laughs> stop being so good at this, you guys. That's, those are the notes I get.
4: And, yeah, one of the notes we got. You're outshining Helly right now. Me. We don't want him to feel bad.
2: Take it down Take it down notch. <laughs> <in. laughs>
0: one of the notes that, that we got from a higher up who's no longer with the company is that uh, when we wear the headsets on television, we look like a, quote, bunch of dweebs. So <laughs> bunch of dweebs, bozos. That's what people behind the scenes
1: are saying about us, and it feels good. That's half the people watching NFL yeah. Network, so we make them feel good about that was themselves. Even, that was even Makes worse. Makes you
2: approachable, th- sure. likable.
4: The Bunch know, of Dweebs
1: relatable.
2: thing was even worse Safe than a breath. note.
4: It was actually just something they said to so, disparage us to other people. It
0: was like a third-hand thing <laughs> that we heard. Anyway, big show today, <laughs> uh, a show uh, in which we will break down the latest uh, that's going on in – the league. And it's good because Lindsay Hazard TA show she'll tape live later today. And it airs, of course, at 7 p.m. on the East Coast. And uh, this is of almost course. like a little you could do a little boning it's up like A your homework. Right. A little okay. primer. So here we go. We're going to go through some news, what's happening in the league. And then, oh, we're going to bring this back. This is fun. We did this last year, too. Uh, free agency kind of in the rear view a little bit now. The draft right ahead. This is now where we look into the darkest timeline uh, for. Four teams. We'll, we'll talk about four. Maybe we'll cover Maybe more than four. You don't know. But at least four teams. <laughs> will talk about what could go wrong. What could go terribly what wrong.
5: What could go wrong?
0: Everything. Worst case scenario. But you know, within limits, it's not like the team is going to drive off. Oh no! Off. I'm going
5: real dark. You can go real dark, but just stay realistic. Like you I'm can't. I'm going like pitch black midnight.
0: That hmm. sounds scary. Ooh. Uh, you can't. The team can't move, pack up and move to Costa Rica or anything. <laughs> you, but it would take them seventy
2: hours to get there if they drove.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so that's the show today. Big show. And uh, let's get to it. La Cid, uh, how are you, by the way?
2: I'm great. I'm just, you know, plugging along, trying to get this network thing up and running, you know. To that's right. We are you guys on... To the level you deserve. You're by... running the network now? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we are on up to the minute live on Wednesday. it will be too late for the people listening to this podcast. But we're back on every day. Uh, this week, up to the minute, people should watch 2 p.m. We'll be back on Friday, except for tomorrow at, at two to three. We will not be on Thursday show, but Pacific. they should still watch it. Basically,
2: those are the Pacific times.
4: Pacific yeah. times. Pacific. Yeah. Enough of this East Coast bias. Let's start start talking Pacific. Basically, so true. They're going to use
0: us until things pick up just a little bit, and then they'll just flush us right out of the show until next spring. That's the way it works. <laughs> Let's do some news. I hate the New England Patriots. <sighs> Who was that, Greg? Your dad?
2: Comey, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Come on.
0: Director of the FBI uh, testifying before Congress. Uh, making Your dad. a Somewhat labored. It could have been my dad, Keith. Hey, Danny, Keith. I don't like these patriots. They're no good. <laughs> uh, making a labored uh, uh, metaphor, I, w- I guess you could call it, about.
2: Which he referred to as a homely metaphor. A homely? I didn't, yeah, so, yeah, I didn't not quite very pretty. understand homely. that. Homely. I was like, is that? Is there a different use of the word homely Incorrect that usage, I, don't. I would say. Yeah, Long way to go.
0: It was all about the, the, the situation with how Russia may have impacted the general election with uh, mm. Trump and Hillary. And uh, I guess someone had questioned, uh, Comley said, hey, uh, you're saying, <laughs> Comley. Comley. what did I say? Oh, Comley. <laughs> Comley.
2: <laughs> just conflated them. Then. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, you know, someone had said, hey, how about the idea that if they weren't trying to help uh, Trump, they just... Didn't want Hillary to win. And he, he said, well, it's like the Patriots. I hate the Patriots. I don't care. Anybody. It's only two teams. I want the Patriots to lose all mm. the time. So he's admitting Whoever that, they're
2: playing, I'm rooting for. He's what? admitting that, that the plate
4: gate was manufactured. Mm. <laughs>
2: dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Maybe I he knows know. how
4: to get that Super Bowl ring back from Putin. Let's. Well, they got the jerseys
0: back. Let's uh, move on. Let's start with the Carolina Panthers. Not good news. I don't like this news. Mm-mm. Cam Newton, star quarterback. Superman, they call him, but he is dealing with a shoulder injury, a partially torn rotator cuff. He will have surgery at the end of this month to repair it. Uh, The injury was suffered in week 14. I mean, just the cherry on top of a really terrible season for uh, Carolina. So he'll have surgery at the end of this month. He's expected to be ready for the start of training camp. Um, But, you know, Lindsay, that is. Uh, start a training camp, that means he's not going to be involved with the offseason program. You don't. You never want to get ahead of yourself this time of year and say, oh, the Panthers aren't done because of this. But it's not a good way to get going this year.
2: It's not a good thing. Obviously, uh, quarterbacks usually spend a lot of time in the offseason working on timing with their receivers and stuff like that. So that this puts him uh, pretty far behind the eight ball. I think Mike Garofalo's, uh date that he'd thrown out there for when he could start throwing was somewhere around July 20th because he's mm. not even having the surgery until the end of March. Why isn't he having it until the end of March? Because he said that there were some commitments that he had that he didn't feel comfortable uh, ducking out of between now and then. I mean, so it's only another that week. feels I- – I'm really curious to know what those commitments were.
1: There better be some th- badass he, commitments.
2: Right?
4: I don't know. It feels like whatever they were, there was we- a
1: larger commitment called the Panthers. but.
4: <laughs> Well, the, the bigger issue is it's taken two months to realize he needs the surgery. You know, like one week doesn't seem like a huge issue, but the fact that well, they thought not it would heal until on late March. Yeah, it's right. just unfortunate for them, and it makes me, you know, it makes you rethink the end of his season. It was the worst part of Cam Newton's disappointing season was December after this injury uh, occurred. I mean, just the last couple of weeks You're of the season.
5: You're underselling it. It was one of the worst stretches of passing the NFL has seen in the last 25 years whoa well so- and
2: then there was no tie gate right so
4: exactly mm. all sorts of issues well he had yeah. a
2: lot going on it, I
4: think that his struggle started even before that I believe like that 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 poor streak like it was already happening it's like he was having a bad season but then he started throwing interceptions it got even worse I mean he's had a career where one season's great the next is terrible he's due for a great season but this isn't a good if you wanted thing to, to sell them is. as some
1: sort of a bounce back team two years removed from the Super Bowl well that becomes much harder right now.
4: Uh, in
0: other quarterback news, the Jets have found their presumed starter, at least for the start of the 2017 season, uh, okay. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported that Josh McCown uh, signed a uh, one-year contract with the Jets. The uh, Rappaport added that McCown can earn up to $13 million in gameplay and performance incentives, but uh, the fully guaranteed part of the contract is $6 million. Um, that can jump up to... Eight million or so, if he makes enough starts. Uh, but I imagine Mark and you saw plenty of Josh McCown last season. Well, not too much, but enough, I'm sure. Uh, that it, McCown might start the season, but it's very it's very hard to envision him finishing it either by injury uh, or with the Jets taking a look at their younger guys.
1: I think they're they have to be committed if they're truly trying to throw. The season, which I don't buy that at all from the coaching angle. There is absolutely no way that Todd Bowles thinks, hey, listen, let's go out and go 1-15 because I'll definitely be here at the end of that. You won't be there by Thanksgiving if you're 1-10. So you've got to go out and get a veteran that you believe is good for these other quarterbacks on the roster. Josh McCown will give you about three or four games until – you know, the collarbone gets shattered somewhere <laughs> before October. Well, uh, this is, this I love Josh McCown, the guy, but this has happened year after year. Yep. The reason that, you know, Tampa Bay. Mike Glennon became a thing is because Josh McCown couldn't stay healthy. The reason Cleveland had five other quarterbacks take snaps last year is because Josh McCown, the guy they planned to go into the season with, couldn't stay healthy after Robert Griffin went down. So the same thing's going to happen in New York. And even if he doesn't get hurt, I think they you, – listen, you're going to keep drafting quarterbacks. They might draft another one this year. You've got to take a look at some of these other guys at some point. Why did you take Christian Hackenberg in the second round? Because you know what? Even if you say Todd Bowles is gone but the GM stays, that he has some mandate to do what it takes to rebuild the team, he has to still explain to fans why we drafted Christian Hackenberg in round two. It's not a cute thing. You have to. That is an irresponsible pick if he goes another season without playing. He yeah uh, to me.
0: Listen, you know, I'm a Jets homer, but I'm also I, I go after the Jets when I have to. In this case, the Jets are having a sneaky good off season. I know that sounds what? crazy. What? I know that sounds crazy.
2: It Can sounds you? crazy.
0: Let me elaborate. Thank you. They know where they know who they are. They know what they have to do. They are rebuilding. So let me some things that the old Jets or the Jetsy type things they could have done this year that they didn't. They could have overpaid to get Mike Lennon. Uh, they could have diluted themselves into chasing Tony Romo. They could have talked themselves into Jay Cutler. Uh, they could have spent a lot of money in free agency to try to build another uh, eight and eight nine and seventeen. Instead, they do this is a perfect example of I think ownership or at least the general manager Mike McCagnon is thinking of this in the proper perspective, go and get Josh McCown, good guy in the locker room, but really at the end of the day, he's just going to hold the fort, have a guy, a steady guy in there that then could turn things over, and you get a look at Hackenberg and maybe Petty. I don't know if Petty's even going to be on the team, to be honest. But we're going to see a lot of Christian Hackenberg, and it might be grisly and ugly, but this just confirmed to me that we will see a lot of Christian Hackenberg, and uh, if it ends with Hackenberg surprising us and looking good, uh, then the Jets will not feel so terribly about that draft pick, if he bombs out, hey, it moves him closer to a a little scam for Sam situation.
5: (laughs) There's a term for young quarterbacks who are two or three years away from playing sixth or seventh round draft picks, not second round draft
4: picks. Mm. Yep, I'm not defending that pick. Lindsey's just scowling at this whole point Dan's trying to make. No,
2: I I think your point (laughs) is well taken in that they didn't overspend for people uh, that are – only going to be like one or two year contributors that they're at least embracing the fact which that they weren't the rebuilding mode, which you're right, they're they clearly are in. And that's kind of what this signing screams to me, is that he's just a stopgap quarterback. You bring him in, he's being paid like a a high end backup, you know, who might be given the chance to start or start a couple of games down the road at some point. Uh I, I think what you maybe are seeing here is that they're just kind of putting somebody in that's serviceable while they're uh admitting that they're kinda of gonna suck this year. You're, and you're. put the pieces right. together for this season, maybe next season, and then try and plug in a quarterback that they actually it, think is their guy. It's great for
4: fans that want them to lose. Yeah, that's great. I mean it's great for the idea that maybe we'll play the young guys. Like I I think they even mentioned like they think McCown's gonna be a great tutor. But no one's pointing out like Josh McCown. Was never that good of a starting quarterback, and last year he was terrible. He had one of the worst completion percentages, according to Pro Football Reference, compared to the average uh, quarterback in the last decade. Like he wasn't, he wasn't good. Like right. he's, he's, he's noticeably worse than a lot of people out there. This is a guy who is 30, like 37 years old. So he's, it's just a strange guy to be. But what's, starting a, what's a better one.
2: option for them if they really don't have many pieces around him right now? They're not in a position to compete.
1: Well, a better option depending on what they want to do. I mean, I just I don't buy the idea that the organization from top to bottom is trying to throw the season. And even if they are, they're not trying to throw the season. But bad teams—it's about
2: being realistic, right?
1: You could be a you. This whole scam for Sam thing—it's a rough road. I'll tell you that. Following the Browns last year, you they wound up with the number one pick. But it came down to the very end. There, there, there are going to be a lot of things that happen along the way. The Jets could still go five and eleven and be one of the worst teams well, plus, in the league, and be out of the reach for one of those quarterbacks. I don't want five. Plus, Sam the 11.
2: Browns have enough picks to move up over <laughs> just about anybody. Well, plus, Sam Darnold so might not come. Got be one or nothing. You yep.
4: might not be in the draft. You never know. I mean, he's a redshirt freshman. Oh God! You, wait, he might From not, or he might not be that good. God's like, ears. there's a million Stay things. Stay with
2: the Trojans, Sam. <laughs>
4: but Lamar and Jackson might be even better, or Sam right. Rosen might be better, or none White of being. that might happen. At this point, last year, everyone was like, "Wait till next year's quarterback right. class." Mm-hmm.
0: Lindsay way plugged in on the USC scene. A USC it's alum true. used to work for the university in a no. professional capacity. No,
2: I mean, just you know, I covered it. them covered. regularly. As just beat. go
0: with it. Uh, <laughs> you know for sure whether Sam's coming out, so you're going to let I us know right now. We have an exclusive. Exclusive Lindsay way plugged in with the Trojans. Sam Darnold coming out.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> is, uh, oh.
0: is he coming out of uh, USC after one more
4: season? That's what I want to know. I know you're plugged I don't in know on that this answer. Okay. You think he's worth all this hype? You know, we got USC expert here.
2: He's pretty good.
4: Okay.
2: He's pretty good. I mean, I, I I'm not as close to the you know team as I was in the past because I don't cover them. With uh, any frequency, but just from a fan standpoint, boy, he's fun to watch. Mm. Um, I want him on my team Jeff for a few Sam more years.
1: Darnold. They'll get the number one pick and take a defensive tackle.
0: Uh, let's move on. The competition committee <laughs> gathering uh, next week's annual league meeting in Phoenix. And they are uh, talking about the idea, according to NFL Network's Judy Patista, of shortening overtime. Uh, the Judy Batista tweeted Monday that the committee will propose reducing both preseason and regular season overtime periods from 15 to 10 minutes. Postseason games would keep the traditional 15-minute time limit. Uh, And why would they do this? Judy says, uh, reports that the committee believes there is a, quote, real disadvantage for a team playing an entire 15-minute overtime period before having to turn around and play a Thursday night game the following week. Greg, what do you think about this?
4: Much ado about nothing? When they do moves like this that seem minor, I want them to do more. Like, okay, who could even disagree with It's a half this? measure. It's a half measure. Who could even disagree with taking five minutes If you're really concerned about safety, off? you wouldn't be playing on Thursday nights. Yep. The, the Thursday night argument Ooh. doesn't make sense to me. I like. I don't mind overtime being shorter, but you've got to more Why do ties. we want
5: more ties?
2: That's a, you're, you're right, though, like 10 minutes more.
4: I, I mean, it's only five minutes left less that is a that's yeah. a very small percentage of a 75 minute game in theory you're knocking it down from 75 to 70 okay? and if
0: you you want to talk about half measures what this would really affect and this is from nfl research uh 83 regular season overtime games in the last five seasons 22 of them which is about a quarter of them have featured an ot that lasted more than 10 minutes so we're talking about a, a handful of games. What? Yeah.
1: You know, what if the competition committee? You know, the NFL Come dominates on. the sports world. They want to help out their fellow sports. That they motion to shorten the major league baseball and NBA regular seasons by fifty <laughs> to sixty games each.
0: I don't know what and would that less, accomplish.
1: Less gate for the other sports, but those sports would grow in popularity because the people that are and twenty-four this- today don't hang with one hundred and sixty-two. Game baseball schedule. Mm. Dan doesn't like this at all. He's a baseball purist. The NBA I am. season yeah. is too long, but the Major League Baseball
5: game is too long.
0: Yeah, I have no I problem like with
5: 162 baseball games. You play every day in
0: baseball. Also, I love counting stats in baseball. I love 100 RBIs. I love 20 wins. I don't want to mess with that. NBA, it's an average league. Now let's
5: cut. Let's let's kind cut of. They down. already tacitly admit games. the regular season doesn't matter when they bench games. all their stars for the big games. All right.
0: <laughs> all right. We kind of. Veered there, but it's okay.
5: Veered into correct territory. Let's, Thank you, Mark, for steering us there. Mark,
0: you nailed it. Uh, moving on, Kiko Alonso. Good news, Dolphins fans. Uh, after having a nice bounce back season, the Dolphins announced on Tuesday that they gave the linebacker a three year contract extension, taking him through the 2020 season. The extension is worth 25 million, including 18 and a half million guaranteed. Good money. If that is like NFL Total Access co anchor money, right oh, there. Oh man, uh, exactly. Anyway, that's all from Mike Garofalo. Wes, uh, Kiko kind of fell off the radar after he got banged up with some injuries in a couple of years. Uh, was he worth uh, this type of investment?
5: He had a good bounce back season. So he reset his market after being an absolute bust in Philadelphia. But if you watch the Dolphins linebackers, they were among the worst in coverage of any group in the league.
4: I'm confused about this one, that, that this was one of their big priorities. Was he – did Kiko Alonso get get you going? Get the <laughs> Dolphins going this last This was a team that know. a couple
1: weeks ago we thought was going to blow week- up the free agency market, and they I would say they were not one of the teams that you know stole the show, as, as that lady would like, say down in Florida. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal
3: the show. But
1: I, how about this? I think sometimes you do these things just to kind of validate what you did an offseason ago. We traded for the guy, now we're gonna show you that we were right about it by giving him a contract. Mm, and it seems like great to the you. people that aren't really watching the games. I like I think Kiko Alonso's not yeah, the fine. worst guy to resign, he's fine, but it's not like, wow, they hit a home run and they're
4: doubling down on it. Right. He yeah. he's fine, but they seem too excited to like bring the gang back together of one of the worst defenses <laughs> in the league. They're like, Oh wait, we had Andre Branch for a million and a half last year. Let's pay him nine. Like I don't know.
2: What's going on <laughs> with Zach Brown, who was also there? I would like that. That would be a nice move. Is seemingly just touring the country. Difference
5: on money, I think. He had half a Pro Bowl season and then kind of disappeared in the last two months. Elsewhere.
2: And now now is uh, visiting the team that he played He's with on last his way year, to Costa Rica. Right? <laughs> Which feels weird to me, if only, right? How do you have a visit though with the team that you played for last season? Kristen Michael, seem visiting the like Packers. touring well, the Bill
1: Lacey visited the Packers yeah. at one point too. I agree. Yeah. It seems weird. What what's changed? You know in the what's last here?
2: Right.
5: You know the coaching staff?
2: Hey, here's the weight room. Just get so free
5: no. breakfast that
0: day. <laughs> Sixty nine hours to Costa Rica, Mark. If you're trying to think of a memoirs title, if you actually go through with it, not bad.
2: I will go through If it. you're Gronk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, there's a little pop to it. Uh, in other middling linebacker news, Manti Teo has found a new home with the Saints after spending the last four years in Chargers. Uh, with the Chargers, the former second-round pick agreed to a two-year deal with the Saints. Mike Garofolo reported uh, Teo uh, 38 games with the Chargers, 221 tackles, a sack and a half, two picks, uh, has dealt with some injuries, and, and Wes, again... Uh, Teo, he's not going to get anybody excited, and he hasn't really lived up to the hype. But the hype was mostly about one of the greatest sports scandals of all time, <laughs> never about what he could do in this league.
5: It's a perfect fit for him to land with the Saints, a coverage deficient linebacker who's always burnt. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. In. They
4: always sound. They always sign these other linebackers that struggled on other teams, like, and it never, it never works. Teo to me is just a good reminder of. Someone someone said this recently, and it struck me as true. Like, these players that are in the draft that are the focus of this draft, they will never be, for most of them, they'll never be more famous than they are than they are in the pre-draft process. Even if that Out crazy story never happened, he never would have been more famous just coming out of Notre Dame. He was a big name, you know, a well-known National guy. Championship and game, then yeah. mo- most, you know, they have careers like Manta Teo where he's just kind of forgotten about after a few years. He'll kick around for seven years, make a good living, and... Who knows?
0: Um, let's move on. On Monday's show, we had, a, an, I would call it a spirited discussion about Colin Kaepernick and and why he's unemployed and the reasons uh, that is going on. That's a big story around the league right now. And uh, in the Mike Freeman Bleacher Report column uh, that we, we cited during that conversation uh, one anonymous AFC GM had said that s- some teams are spooked by the idea of Donald Trump tweeting something <laughs> negative about the team. And uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to say maybe not just a coincidence that now after that report gained some traction, uh, the president opened his mouth during a uh, speech of some kind.
5: Your San Francisco quarterback, I'm sure nobody ever heard of him. There was an article today that NFL owners...
4: Don't want to pick him up because they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Do you believe that? I said if I remember that one, I'm
5: going to report it to the people of Kentucky because they like it when people actually stand for the American flag, right? The guy is drunk.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Greg, first of all, I like you. You you captured it well in your description of <laughs> when Trump first delivered the the comment the way he stood back and then just soaked in oh, the yeah. adulation of that
4: he he's just like a <laughs> stand-up comedian at this point who's only happy when he's getting the adulation and cheers in these rallies before he has to go home and read you know everyone hammering him in terms of articles and everything like that who is still rallying he's
2: not reading that
4: peter no. Ki- peter king's got to feel good though wasn't that from his was it Mike Freeman?
2: That was a bleacher. Oh
4: my bad! It was Freeman. I think Mike Freeman got it on fire. An Anonymous quote to Mike Freeman, and maybe name drop him say. if you're the president. But, but
2: all- one anonymous general manager now being quoted by the president. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> and and you know all, all that nonsense aside, Wes, you actually because it is something people are talking about. You went and you watched every snap from Colin Kaepernick uh, in the 2016 season, and what was your takeaway?
5: Well, first of all, I'm fascinated by Colin Kaepernick because I don't think anybody truly knows who he is or what he is at this point. But he has become like a Rorschach prism, where you see in him what you want to see and let it reflect reflect your own personal agenda. Like I don't know who he is, but everybody's got an agenda with Colin Kaepernick right now. On the hierarchy of reasons why he does not have an NFL team right now, number one is he's not a good passer. He lacks anticipation. He lacks touch. If you watch their offense last year, in the first couple of starts, he tries a few sideline passes down the field and deep. They completely disappear from the offense for the final two months of the season because Chip Kelly knows he can't make those throws. He's never asked for the final two months of the season to make a throw outside the numbers to a wide receiver or down the field. So when you see a 16-4 to TD to interception ratio, that's what it's reflecting. The second reason Colin Kaepernick does not have interest is because he's never run – an offense outside of the read option successfully in the NFL or in college. And how many NFL offenses run a read option? Now that Chip Kelly's out of the league, somewhat in Carolina, somewhat in Seattle, but nobody's running a base offense that's a read option. Those are the top two reasons. After that, you get into issues like 2014 dividing the 49ers locker room, these are things that GMs care about. And I think about fourth or fifth on the list, it's like I don't want to deal with the distraction because he's not that good of a quarterback. If you want to have a fun drinking game, turn on NFL Game Pass, take a shot. Every t- <laughs> Sounds like a blast. <laughs> take a shot every time Colin Kaepernick opens the game with a third down sack. You'll have a nice buzz. If you want to get hammered, take a shot every time he takes a third down sack. And if you want a useless game, take a shot every time he hits a wide receiver for a pass. Hmm.
2: I, I totally agree with your assessment. And I think that the thing that's getting lost in this is people are looking at it like, oh, there are 64 quarterbacks you know, in the National Football League between the starters, the backups, um, obviously leaving out the number threes there. But and you you mean to tell me that there are 64 guys that are better than him? But that's beside the point. It says it's not you're a You're not thing. trying to bring him in to be your starter right now. What we've seen on the field for the last couple of years isn't somebody who's proven that he can be an NFL starter. Right, He's experienced success in the past, but these last two years we've seen a lot of football reasons to not want him to start for your team. He was the starter of the San Francisco 49ers. They're one of the worst teams in football last year. He couldn't succeed there. So if I'm another team, why am I begging him to come be my starting quarterback? And if you're looking at him as a backup, which you could make the argument that he's more physically talented than a lot of these other backup options that are getting signed, no doubt. you're looking at a backup that isn't the style of backup that reflects the style of the quarterback starter so you've got the Giants who are bringing in Geno Smith you could maybe effectively argue that Colin Kaepernick has more upside than Geno Smith to me but Geno Smith is more easily plugged in to what Eli Manning does you don't have to to change your offense for that
5: no there's no way Colin Kaepernick is accepting 100,000 guaranteed like Geno to sit behind a quarterback who never gets injured Kaepernick wouldn't even take the Giants' backup job. I mean, and th- this thing does not exist. It's never existed where just because another quarterback gets signed before you, that means that everybody thinks he's better than you. Right. This is a totally new thing. That's not – a. It's Benny Cunningham isn't better than
4: Adrian Peterson because he got signed before him. But I wouldn't be willing are- to rule out that the social issues – are a factor. They're absolutely a factor. They're a factor. That is
5: not what I'm saying. You no, can, I know. You exactly. can hold the idea in your that head that Colin Kaepernick is an uninspiring quarterback, and I still appreciate right. what he's
4: done for activism to shed light on this issue. Uh, totally agree. And my my main point is just it's, it's premature to have the conversation because I think he will be a backup in week one. That's the thing. Is like there's all this conversation – I don't think this would necessarily be the time period where he would have been signed in any offseason. And I think when all the chips, when the draft happens, I, I don't know when it's going to happen. I think Colin Kaepernick will be number two on someone's depth chart in week one. So, so two, it's like a lot of talk about nothing. If, two more if he's points. not in the league then, then, then maybe it's a blacklist.
5: Two more you know. points. What Do you remember the great Ryan Fitzpatrick blackballing of 2016? Is Jay Cutler getting blackballed now? Like, what? It's people use him for their agenda. And also somebody needs to make the point that Colin Kaepernick opt- opted out of his contract. Would he would still got, be with the 49ers right now. He
4: would have gotten cut.
2: They would have cut him.
4: Well, he's the one who did that. But, right. But he knew that yeah. too. So, but yeah,
2: this this presumes, too, that like everybody in the league is on board with what Trump is saying and mm. that they want everybody standing up for the national anthems. They don't want to deal with any controversy. There are a lot of people in this league that are in positions of power that are incredibly liberal. Well, our argument was that the, in terms the of po- their politics. That
1: is true. But the if you look at the 32 owners, that is not the case. Well, I don't think the NFL is a monolith with all 32 teams holding the same view. I, I agree with on. you, Wes, but you and everything about you said about on-field 100% true. You just you you broke it down very well, but I, it's all like a, a, a bad soup for Colin Kaepernick. I'm not sure we I can agree. easily say it's 60%, 10% and 5. It's It is a bad soup, you're right.
0: That's what's happening in the news. All right. A lot lot more to get to today and uh it is now time. It is it's you don't like to go down this road but sometimes you just got to go down and check out what could go wrong uh, with these teams. The darkest timeline.
2: Oh, that's so creepy. What's wrong with you people? (laughs) By the way, Wes does like going down this road. Yeah. I mean, Lindsay. (laughs) Wes is Gleeful.
4: You know, you got all this on, you know, you're used to in Total Axel. Every team's great. Every signing's great. We're friends with all the players. <laughs> That's we're pretty friend. much how the like, show goes. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, we're, FaceTime, you
0: know, everybody's having a great time. We're friends with the coaches uh, No
4: sometimes it's dark. we got to go. We've yes. got those girls as friends. Someone's got to fill in this dark space. Take it's me there. Us.
2: Depress me.
0: <laughs> how about this? You are an optimistic person, obviously. Uh, you can jump in at any point okay. and just be like, hey, listen, uh, you know, jugheads. Uh, here's the reason why that's never never gonna happen. Anything you want. Okay. If you wanna...
2: I might stick with bozos. That seems to be the thing. <laughs> you,
0: you got guys dweebs. Are too.
2: Dorks. <laughs> what was dorks. Oh, you See. guys are dorks. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> that dorks. Too. So many options. We've been down this road before.
0: All right. It does seem like this comes up a lot when you visit us. Um, all right. Here we go. So we're gonna pick uh, four teams. And Mark, why don't you get us going? The darkest timeline, for the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: I think we're talking about what your entire offseason is, and it couldn't have started off a whole lot worse for the Bengals. You really kind of sit with your hands folded as Kevin Zeitler, your star right guard, disappears to the Browns. Andrew Whitworth vanishes to the Rams. And your backup plan is Cedric O'Buye and Jake Fisher at tackle and potentially... You've got and Andre Smith, the ex-Bengal that he signed to come in and try to play a guard spot. I, I think that this is a team that last year only six other teams allowed six more sacks than the Bengals. They already had issues on the line. You're asking – Cedric Obuya was benched last year from his right tackle spot, and now they're moving him over to left tackle with very little experience there. And it is – I cannot think of a more concerning scenario in the AFC North than putting Andy Dalton in that situation – Jeremy Hill I think the stock is down on Jeremy Hill they're already talking about looking at running backs in the draft let's say you go do that let's say Jeremy Hill doesn't rebound and then on top of it you draft the wrong guy let's say you take some guy like I don't know uh Francisco Waxy from Toledo State not you don't take the right running back you take the wrong one he doesn't start for you (laughs) a real person no I just made him up but AJ Green we all like AJ Green (laughs) But there's not a lot else happening to wide receiver. They've settled at that position after massive losses last offseason in free agency. And I look at the Bengals. They're a consistent team. They were a couple years incredibly talented. But a lot's been chipped away. You've lost number one. You have three other head coaches around the NFL that were once on your staff. And it's Marvin Lewis now and a bunch of guys that are kind of filling in for all the people that are gone. And I think this has the makings of a 6-10 and 10 finish if they don't go out and nail the draft. They are absolutely dependent on the draft. What was that, Mark? Well, Marvin Lewis is an idiot. Wow! All right, I don't know when I said that. I don't think he's an idiot. I think though he could be. This could be the end for him if they go six and ten. Oh,
0: now you're getting
1: real. No, dark. because I think he'll maybe, never get fired. I think he he's could make that decision. How many years? How many more years do you go through with this? I don't think that they would do
4: it to him. He may decide to do Didn't it. Didn't get that extension this year, at least not so far. And he was asking for it. I, not loving I, that, the vibe f- Not loving the Mike Brown right Maybe now. is is not loving it's a, the vibe. It
0: seems like a uh, that's a dark timeline, <laughs> and none of that is like unrealistic. Obviously,
4: no team only won I th- six games last year.
0: I thought, I thought, in this base in December, I remember us talking about at Cincinnati, and I I remember thinking like it was a bad year. But if they just they needed to add some weapons uh, alongside Green and Eifert, and they still could, we'll see in the draft. But if they don't hit on those, if they don't, if they decide that they can get by with what they have in house,
1: bye I'm bye. not excited
0: about that offense.
1: Or should you be?
4: I
2: don't think I wouldn't. Lindsay?
4: I wouldn't give up on them yet, though. I have. You won't give up on them, though,
2: Linz, will you? Well, you know, I work on a show that's very optimistic for an hour a day, <laughs> Monday through report. Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Sessler made a pretty strong argument there, though.
4: It, if you want to make I, a You case- know it's
2: bad when Gio Bernard is posting during the middle of free agency to Twitter just that emoji with the zipped mouth. Mm, there you right. go. Right. Like, Didn't someone else Never say a good something son. about...
0: Um, Questioning Ar- the Carlos done that? Yeah. He did too. something about what's the plan? Yeah. yeah. What's the plan?
4: He in They, they were a team that was a little unlucky last year. They outscored their opponents. So they're kind of the opposite of the Texans and maybe the Lions, who were extremely lucky. I don't think the Bengals were they were they only won six games. They were not a terrible team. That's it's not, not
1: th- helping my argument though.
4: No, I, I'm just <laughs> saying they're they're off their team Where are you is going? I'm but they're saying worse they're, now. They might be a little worse now. Well, their offensive line is much worse now. To me, they have like 8-8 eight and eight talent. They're not a terrible talent team.
0: Wes, you will be talking about the Carolina
4: Panthers. A team that I
5: assumed was headed right for the top of the NFC South again. But there's a lot that could go wrong here. Starting with Cam Newton, who, as Lindsey pointed out, waited too long to have the surgery because he had other priorities commitments. <laughs> what if it's training <laughs> camp, and he's yet to take an offseason snap, He he's not ready for training camp, and they're implementing this new offense where he's not going to be as much of a run first quarterback. They talked about it for January and February. We're going to change the way Cam plays. Mm. He hasn't been able to incorporate that into the offense. They find out they missed tech speed when they see that Kelvin Benjamin and Delvin Funches aren't getting open. In the draft, they know that Jonathan Stewart's on his last legs. The Jets take Leonard Fournette before they get a chance to. And then they're left, you know, make McCaffrey and Cook come off the board, and they're left with Francisco Waxy,
2: from Toledo State, there you go. at running back. I mean, Francisco's getting a lot of play. Today. Yeah,
0: getting a lot of pop. It's the bit most we've ever talked about a college prospect on this podcast. Not a real person.
5: Sort of a problem. A
0: little problematic. Yeah.
5: They find out that Matt Khalil really did turn into a pumpkin, and they gave him thirty or forty million at left tackle. All this goes wrong, and then here's the darkest of the darkest timelines. Oh, it's getting spooky. Poor Luke Keekley suffers a concussion. Oh, oh, oh you know what? what's wrong. It, with you? it could happen. It's football. You could get
4: a concussion. Anything could happen. You have know
5: asked him to be a horror writer. That's you what told he's me to find the darkest timeline. It wasn't that dark until that happened.
4: That was that was. That was dark. That was Mark Sessler dark.
5: I don't want it to happen. I like Luke Keekley He's from Cincinnati. You know, he's a good Catholic boy from the west side of
2: Cincinnati. You just gave him another concussion on Thomas Davis's birthday. <sighs>
4: wow, feels wrong. Double shock power.
2: <laughs>
0: Well, that's a certain. That's a very dark time, and I don't think there's any way Lindsay could uh, fight out of that hole. Let's see if she can.
2: No, it's dark. That's just dark. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, Carolina.
0: You're I thought, screwed. I thought that was the purpose of the game. No, you nailed it. You okay. nailed it. You nailed it. We don't want. Right, let me just. add I mean, why here. Don't you maybe just, with Mark? You what, want the, you know, the Bengals? Why don't you go just? Uh,
4: why don't you just I burn the other it. half of Ron Rivera's house while you're at it? I <laughs> mean, give me <laughs> oh, a break. Oh my
2: gosh.
4: <laughs> but we don't want this to happen. We're just
0: simply pointing out. I'd like to see the Panthers win the division. Yeah, what okay. could happen? Because every year, everyone thinks they're going to the playoffs. Then <laughs> every year, a, a good portion in the league, right? Stuff goes haywire. Dirt well. nap.
4: And and every the year, in every year, we have literally six months of shows to fill between <laughs> actual football acts. It's important
0: as well to point that out. <laughs> That's our decision. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a team that. Oh, man, they really it really bone the playoffs <laughs> when when Derek Carr got hurt.
2: I- what did they do? Boned them. <laughs> okay.
0: It was a real boning of the playoffs when Derek Carr. was uh, like w-
2: a homely metaphor to me. <laughs> it was very homely. <laughs> uh,
0: went out for the year with a broken leg. I, you know, and I was bummed out about it. And, but it did serve as a reminder of the importance. Uh, and why Jimmy Garoppolo, for instance, it, it might still be on the Patriots. The importance of having a quarterback you can depend on uh, if things go foobar. And Derek Carr <laughs> went out for the year. Matt McGloin and Connor Cook uh, were left behind. Connor Cook, uh, I believe he played in that playoff game. It was pretty forgettable in yes, he did. retrospect. Uh, didn't, obviously, didn't do much. He did,
4: and we, we, it's my theory that our criticism of him in that playoff game might have got us blocked on Twitter from Derek Carr. Uh, did you wait, know? you're blocked on oh. Twitter
2: from Derek Carr. Oh, wait a oh, second! Oh, burying Greg and Dan. leads.
4: All right, Lindsay, we got to talk about this. Okay, help us on this front. Dan's brought it up yeah. many times on the podcast to my discomfort. So, <clears throat>
2: you're blocked on Twitter from Derek Carr. This is amazing. Okay, so this is what you? He's need like to the nicest human being mm-hmm. on earth. Well, oh, let's and he calm hates down with you. that.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I yeah, I got blocked by Derek Carr. We were never given any explanation why. <laughs> uh, Greg sheepishly admitted later that he was also blocked by Derek Carr. And I think this is where and we I'm don't know why.
1: Derek we really? love him. We think he's a great guy. Yeah, a he's, hero. Obviously. he's sort he of save somebody from a car wreck every other day.
2: Perfect for the podcast, right? He's a hero. He's a hero.
0: I have I declare vengeance on people when they cross me. I, It's a long list. That's vengeance. I have not declared vengeance yet because he keeps on doing things to save people. And it's, made, it's postponing my vengeance Well, you did declare it, but then you withdrew it. I pulled it. it back because he <laughs> saved somebody's life or something. I withdraw vengeance. And Wait, then,
2: what did you do to get blocked?
0: All right, do you want to know the truth? Yes. I don't know if we've actually shared this on the podcast. But after he broke his leg, this is just my theory. Yeah, you don't know. I wrote a column in which I cursed the football gods for hurting Derek Carr and messing up the AFC playoffs. Derek Carr, very religious man, I think –
2: I think
4: it's a zero
5: percent
0: that chance. That's it.
4: That
2: doesn't make zero. sense to me. No. I,
4: my okay. theory This is my theory because I didn't. Because this is when Dan noticed was right after the playoff game, and I w- I was at that playoff game tweeting a lot about it. I think he was at home. He is on record that he didn't go to that playoff game. He's watching at home. He's got Twitter open while he's watching the playoff game. And Dan and I are ma- taking pot shots at Connor Cook or how lousy the Raiders are or whatever during what was an incredibly depressing playoff game. I'd have to go back and through, but I'm I'm pretty sure I took some pot shots at Connor Cook and whatnot. And he's like, forget these clowns going after my boys. Block, block. You know that's what? That's my th- theory. Here's the great oh my gosh,
2: reason. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Okay? That's what I, mean, I have the, the investigative power to. journalism.
4: You have the power
1: to. I
0: well,
2: know th- someone who knows him yeah, pretty that's well.
0: Part two of this is Lindsay works closely with David Carr, Yeah. Uh, older brother, of okay. Derek Carr is there a way Lizzie, mm-hmm. yes that you can open up this conversation with big bro right and maybe
5: we could broker a peace here
2: I think we should we'll broker a peace treaty there's one scenario you're not remembering
5: here what not considering Derek Carr might have no, he might have
4: blocked thousands of people that night and have no idea who you who you clowns are well I'm sure of that it's certainly possible he doesn't follow me so right I'm sure yeah. of that but with it that doesn't explain like what what we did to
0: also this benefit. is your theory that I was destroying Connor Cook that day I don't remember doing that you're just working under a, no and
1: some, you were, Dan sure. you were with us later in the day but that that, that afternoon but the greatest thing this was some
4: sort of anti-raider thing that's all
1: Wes no. and I were watching this game at a place called Rick's Tavern by the sea and we made a pact to stop tweeting the minute the game started because we had <laughs> in us and we were off the radar Derek Carr still loves us still wants to hear what we have to say we want to hear what he has to say
0: I'm sure you Guys, have an open dialogue with him anyway. So, Linz, uh, we got to get we got to get rolling with the show here, but please, please work with us on this broker a piece.
2: Well, okay, are you going to abort your darkest timeline for the Raiders because that might not help your cause? That maybe Ooh. that's
1: the darkest part of the timeline is what's happening. I can't,
0: you know, what I can't sell this podcast down the river, uh, uh okay, to so I'll, I'll yeah. go to bat for Greg. It's fine, <laughs> it's fine. Thanks, Linz. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. That, I put the podcast first over my non-existent relationship. It's good that you have integrity player. like that. Thank you very much, Lindsay. Uh, all right. The Oakland Raiders, darkest timeline. They went out and they got EJ Manuel. And uh, if Connor Cook, I mean, yes, if Derek Carr, if Derek Carr is unable to stay healthy, because again, Wes, like you pointed out, it's football. What do they Physical do? Physical
4: sport. They hit each sport. other.
0: And uh, after they, did they like, learn? So their now lesson? you're
4: injuring him again.
0: Did they learn their lesson?
4: Don't, you know what, Greg? I see
0: what you're trying to do. <laughs> it's not flattering for you. Uh, did 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 they improve the backup position necessarily? Is Connor Cook going to develop into a real quarterback? Maybe. But is E.J. Manuel going to be the direct backup? That's a possibility now. I don't think he. Uh, that's a good backup situation. Still a problem there. That's Aim higher, Raiders. That, Wes, you made the point in our last show. Aim higher. How about this? Everybody's all excited about Marshawn Lynch. We saw it on T.A. yesterday. Live FaceTime with real Rob. Lindsay just gritting her teeth, being like, "Michael Robinson, give me respect. Put down your phone. <laughs> so Liz- I'm sorry. Lindsay I'm getting yelled, yelled at by my
2: bosses. I'm supposed to be working right Okay, now. good. Sorry. I was, okay. I was talking was about how... Also, real- I tuned you out so that re- then I could uh, go he to was the cars... He was referencing
1: someone else using their phone, not you. With
2: my own credibility. Yes.
1: I was, saying, I was saying how you were angry. And act like you were
2: a big fan and there's no reason and I haven't heard anything <laughs> negative come out of your mouth. And that's true because I stopped listening to you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's a you, dark timeline. I
0: was saying that you were, angry, right there. you were angry with real Rob for not paying attention to you. On the show yesterday, and now I just yeah. looked to you, and you were on the phone, not paying attention.
2: I know. I apologize. It's like
0: a TV so within a TV within a TV. It's a
1: vicious circle.
2: And I wasn't even Facetiming with Marshawn Lynch. He had a much better excuse <laughs> than I do.
0: Anyway, they the Raiders get too excited about this Marshawn Lynch thing. They go, they go head over heels, and they go and they get Marshawn Lynch. Only Marshawn Lynch isn't Marshawn Lynch anymore. He doesn't play like he used to play. He's in Oakland, and he's a little bit distracted, and you know, he's you know, he's a little bit old, and it just doesn't work. And then it's like, oh, that didn't work out. What are we going to do? Oh, we didn't bring in anybody else in, so we got Taiwan Jones, DeAndre Washington, and Jalen uh Richard. Is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. that? Richard. Richard. Let's let's calm down with that depth chart. And then finally, this is pretty dark.
5: <laughs> it's calm down.
0: <laughs>
5: this, this Vegas thing. Wait a scenario here.
0: This Vegas thing. Yeah. It's a distraction. Yes, it it's is. a legitimate distraction. We don't know uh, what's going to happen with the next vote and, and if this is actually going to become an issue. But there, there is this the Raiders seem uh, really focused on getting out of town. And that probably doesn't sit well with one of the most uh, boisterous, uh, loud, uh, loyal fan bases in all the NFL mm. at the Black Hole. There's some Could be weird. darkest timeline stuff hmm, there.
4: I like that. The, the whole Raiders potentially agreeing to move, and, and we'll hear more about this in the coming week in terms of the owners voting on it. And then pl- theoretically playing in Oakland for two more years is unprecedented as far as I know yeah. for that long. And it's a, I think it's going to be hard on fans. It's going to be hard on the player. Like It's just a un- strange situation.
0: Uh, finally, Greg, we are uh, we got a few minutes left. Hit us with a little Broncos talk.
1: <laughs> this needs to be like a very quick, apocalyptic-type
4: scenario. We have five minutes. A meteor is headed towards That'll Denver. That'll do it. Good show. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Tony Romo is not going to the Broncos. I'm convinced of this now. It's Texans or bust. I think it's going to be Texans. Both sides really want each other, and, and and they have the money to do it now. And so I'd be stunned if Tony Romo is a member of the Broncos. They're not willing to to bump up their pay. For him. So, okay. Quarterback's the same. That that they can maybe live with. Their offensive line is where the dark timeline stuff starts. Everyone loves John Elway. John Elway's bugaboo the last few years has not been able to solve this offensive line. Donald Stevenson at left tackle, signing Menelik Watson from Oakland to play right tackle. We'll see what happens in their draft, what they've done. Th- that's not enough. Suddenly you got Trevor Simeon and or Paxton Lynch Playing in a new system. Is Trevor Simeon going to be as good in this system? Learning another offense with Mike McCoy. Good coach, but there's going to be some adjustment period here learning another system. Paxton Lynch looked far away from playing last year. He's going to be learning his second offensive system in as many years. That's a lot of moving parts. And then the biggest part of this dark timeline is the fact that Wade Phillips is not there. I don't think that's just a thing that can be glossed over. Okay, Joe Woods is there. Joe Woods. Wade Phillips to Joe Woods. You're talking about one of the greatest coordinators in history to Joe Woods. And if that defense just gets, you know, 20 to 25% worse, suddenly I I think you've got problems. I think you've got an offense that's trying to figure its way out. You've got a defense that's not quite as dominant. They don't make enough moves in the draft. They did not have a good draft last year. Uh, And, this is a team that's used to winning 12, 13 games a year, and they're in the toughest division in football, and I think the darkest timeline is their last place in the toughest division. Whoa. Football.
1: That last that's part rough. I think is the strongest argument too because if Dan's terrible scenario nightmare thing doesn't happen for the Raiders, how do you? your schedule is going to be an absolute – it's a first-year coach with a non – that defense kind of had issues against the run last year too. It's not the same defense coming off from two years ago.
4: I agree with you. And part of it is just expectations. I, I, it's almost underrated how good the Broncos have been, just because people think, oh, okay, it was all Peyton Manning. But I mean, they, they won, they had a bye four straight years. Only four teams in NFL history have ever done that, and the Broncos of this decade are, are one of them. And now you've, you know, this is not a franchise that's going to handle being six and ten very well. I will go one step darker. Whoa. They don't even need to hit their darkest timeline to finish in fourth place in that
5: division. Yeah, They could have like a mediocre average year where not a lot goes wrong, and they still finish in wow. fourth
2: place. That division is insane. Mm. And if the Chargers can just uh, keep people healthy,
5: they're right in it. Yeah, I right? think the Chargers I mean, have playoff talent. They
2: They've have- had insane injuries these last mm-hmm. few years, the Chargers. Let's, Let's land in a little
1: like 29,000-person stadium. It's going to be raucous. It's going to be <laughs> intimate. Let's Soon be real. To be they, our favorite
4: stadium. They got a little. They've got a little uh, around up. the league uh, podcast up. team uh, potential here. These Chargers. I know we've, we've gone down, down, down road that road before. It didn't go well. But uh, just saying, they're on the short list. rarely oh, goes. They're well. on my short list. You
5: won't be able to sing that song anymore because it won't be San Diego. This is
1: after years, Greg, of sticking up for San Diego's, you know, football <laughs> fandom. Quickly jumps over to the L. A. Chargers. <laughs> as team of ATL. Says a lot. <laughs> See
2: how it goes around here.
1: Says a lot.
0: Um, all right. Okay.
2: Why are you looking at my Twitter I have a quick softball right
5: announcement, Dan.
0: Uh, what is it, Wes?
5: We better get tryouts started soon. Tri- we got an email from the El- from the culture committee. Starts April fourth. Oh jeez.
0: Mm. Okay. Well,
5: we got to get off the air right
0: now because we got to <laughs> go start preparing. I'm staring at Lin- I'm staring at Lindsey's um, Twitter. Hey, get off my wire, Greg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus. Total pros.
0: Lindsay Rhodes is the host of NFL Total Access, Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and you could also follow her on Twitter, at Lindsay. And this is the important part, underscore. Underscore. Rhodes. That's why I was there. Because yeah. okay. I knew there was something there. I was wondering why. There.
2: Yeah. Your it's computer like, has my Twitter page up.
0: At Mark Sessler. It's creepy. And, uh, it's <laughs> it's, always, it's, it's always, always like that. that. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? You walk by his desk. You
2: guys, she tweeted. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Uh, Mark is at Mark Sessler NFL. Colleen uh, Wolf
1: is Colleen Wolf NFL. You want to take a shot at her too? Well, you know, <laughs> I didn't
0: take a shot, but.
1: Some people are a little bit different than you, Dan. Mr. Fancy Pants
4: over there.
0: <laughs> That's how he got the name, Mr. Fancy Pants.
2: This has been fun.
0: <laughs> Linz,
2: <laughs> we will not see you again for He's months. like, I got to go.
0: Linz, it was great see. to have yeah. you. Now you go off to do your other job. Not To me, not the most important job you'll do Yes. You've already knocked that out over the last hour. Thank you for coming by, and uh, best of luck in all future endeavors. Wow. (laughs) But most importantly, I should say, most importantly, it is time to start plotting it out. The broker of peace between the cars.
2: Okay, I'm working on it. And the
0: Around
4: the NFL podcast.
1: Half of it. Maybe we should. Have, fine yeah, with we him. it. We
4: could have David on first, maybe. David puts know.
1: the bro. Oh, there outbroker. you go. I don't think it's happening the other way around.
4: Let's have Exactly. Yes.
1: <laughs> like Derek, can you come?
2: You on? should yeah. book David. See all broker David as a guest for your podcast. I don't want to
4: ambush. And him then
2: now. you bring David on, and then David calls up Derek. Mm. and works things out live on the air. How about this, this feels I like, like really good we content. We don't want
4: to ambush.
1: He could unblock Hate you it, on during the show. Oh, my gosh. How? It would be... On live television.
2: Oh, it's such a good podcast. How about this? I can't <laughs> wait. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Linz, your role in this is greasing the skids.
2: Okay.
1: Just... Making it clear the two of us are absolutely in good space. Oh, With yeah, Eric you're Harham fine.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't even have to be in the studio yeah. for it, No, be we'll be in yeah. there. Yeah. Chief
4: skid Oh,
2: the two people... Greg hasn't said anything negative for, like, 24 hours. So... That should help your cause. And to
4: keep it clear, Derek, the two guys you don't know weren't involved, but the two guys you don't know were
2: involved. <laughs> Be easy to keep track.
4: All right, Lyns,
0: you have a very important part in this, and we're counting on you.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll make that uh, conversation happen today.
0: All right, cool. all right, all right. That's it exciting news here at the Around the NFL Podcast. We will be back Friday with our third show of the week. Uh, So thank you to everyone uh, for following along. Make sure you check us out on the iTunes and and leave some stars and comments. And we might even read them on the air. You never know. Maybe not,
2: but maybe we will. Or tweet them to me and I'll retweet them, and then we know that Dan will see it.
0: That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay has not tweeted in four (laughs) hours. (laughs) Need more tweets from All right, It's time to go. Creeper. (laughs) She's got me. This is Dan Hansa signing off for <laughs> Quiet Storm, the mailman, Linz, the boss. A new money behind the glass.
3: Till Friday. Peace.
2: Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com/build.